Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I plan to preach one sermon, but I changed it last minute, last night. So I'm going to share something that I did not plan to, but I believe that is so important to all of us. The preaching that I'm going to share today, the Word of God, is something that I have been living all of these years. Thank God for good missionary from America that taught me very well when I was a new believer in Thailand. All this principle I learned since I was a new believer, and I have been living according to what I learned. Today I would like to talk about the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. The question is, what is the kingdom of God? And how do we seek the kingdom of God? This scripture is very famous. Most Christians can sing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's a popular song. But the question is, how are we going to put that in our life? How are we going to practice that in our life? Some of you grow up in the country that there is no king. I grew up in a country with a king. In Thailand, we have a king of Thailand. So I understand the concept of kingdom. There is a king who has authority. And he actually is the head of the whole land. He's the king. Now we are not talking about the king of this world. We are talking about the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords, the Jehovah, the creator, and his son named Jesus Christ, and his spirit, the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that when we come into the kingdom of God, we are worshiping and serving the king of all kings. And we are his citizens. The kingdom of God. The kingdom in this world, the thing is in this world, one day will be ashes, will be gone. But the kingdom of God will last for eternity, forever. Therefore, it's so important that if you are smart enough, we will not seek the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of this world is like a gallon of milk. There is an expiration date. It's going to be old. And one day it's going to age and disappear. But the kingdom of God will never age. It will last forever. How do we come into the kingdom of God? That's a good question. That happened to me 38 years ago. I joined into the kingdom of God. In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3 verse 5, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God 
without being born of water and the Spirit. The kingdom of God is real. Definitely, the final kingdom is in heaven. If you want to enter heaven, you need to be born again. You need to repent of your sin. Believe that Jesus is your Messiah. He is your Savior. He died to pay the price of your sin. You need to repent. You need to invite Him to come into your life and walk with Him and serve Him and live for Him. He is your master. He is your king. And now you are His servant and His children. So that is the beginning of joining into the kingdom of God. Many people think that the kingdom of God is only about heaven. No, the kingdom of God starts on earth here. On this earth, there are two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness, you see everywhere, affecting government, the workplace, the movie. Nowadays, a lot of movies that come out with the witchcraft. The kingdom of darkness is controlling the world. And we also have the kingdom of God on this world. Church belongs to the kingdom of God. We belong to the kingdom of God in this planet Earth. In this planet Earth, we have two kingdoms. But in heaven, there is only one kingdom. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God comes into you. Let's look at what Jesus said about the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 17, I'm teaching the Bible today. Verses 20 to 21. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, you need to understand that in that generation, the Jews were under the control of the Roman government. So they were looking for the king who came to fight with the Roman government and set them free from being under the power of Caesar. They asked, when that king going to come to establish the kingdom of God here on earth? Who going to come with the army, with the knife, with the spear and chariot to fight? He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Did not come with a white horse, a chariot. Nor will they say, See here and see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Everyone point to yourself. Everyone say, the kingdom of God is within me. When you accept Jesus into your heart, you change the boss. Your boss is not Satan anymore. Your boss is not money anymore. Your king is not the material things anymore. Jesus become your king. And when you invite him to come into your heart, the kingdom of God enters into your life. You walk around everywhere with the kingdom of God on you and in you. Everyone say, I am carrying the kingdom of God. Amen? You don't need to go to heaven. The kingdom of God is here right now in you because Jesus is in you. You believe in Jesus. You serve Jesus Christ. 
But if you really born again, if you really have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, if the kingdom of God really is in you, there must be some evidences that you have or you carry the kingdom of God in you. What is the evidence? Let me read the scripture. First Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine to twelve. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil, for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any one of you. I identify with Paul here, that I serve this church without being a burden. That's why I still work as a doctor, so that I actually. Two days ago, Pastor Dan and I were having conversation that I cut down my practice so much that actually my income has dropped compared to 10 years ago. And Pastor Dan, is it worth it that you do this? I say, I continue for many years now because at least I earn my own income. I don't need to depend on the church. And the church can use that money for mission, for feeding the poor, to do ministry. I don't want to be a burden to this church. But definitely, it's not going to last that long because I'm getting older, and I cannot do two jobs forever. It's very hard on my body. So eventually, the church need to take care of me because I serve the church for many years. I have the same attitude as Apostle Paul. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also. How devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behave ourselves among you who believe. I like Paul's example. Paul is one of my heroes. I follow his example. As you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children. And now, verse twelve is the key about the kingdom. That you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. Once we receive the kingdom of God into our life, and we really respect and honor and appreciate the King who died for us, who shed His blood for us, who suffered for us on the cross, who came down from the highest place, heaven. Into the lowly place, took our curse, took our infirmity. The king came down to be a servant. He sacrificed himself for all of us. He won our heart, and now we say, "Jesus, I loved you. You died for me. You became poor so that I might be rich. You took my curse so that I can be blessed. You set me free from bondages." Lord Jesus, because I appreciate you as my King, I want to honor my King. Therefore, I'm going to live my life worthy of your kingdom. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to give people a hard time. I will submit to my husband. I will love my wife. I'm going to be a good, good children of my parents. I'm going to be good members of the church. I'm going to be a builder, not a destroyer. Everywhere I go, you're going to get glory through me. People look at me; they're going to put a thumb up to my king. 
the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father in heaven. The way I talk, the way I spend money, the way I spend my time, the way I relate to people. It's so funny. In the operating room at Overlake and Evergreen Hospital, we always have this joke together when I was standing there to perform surgery. Sometimes we have a new scrub nurse come in. Uh, scrub nurse, I don't mean a woman can be a man too. Nowadays, both man and woman can be in the nursing job. And I, sometimes I just tease the new worker. Be careful today. You're going to be yelled by me. I'm a neurosurgeon that likes to yell at people. I say that. And everyone just laughs. Because there's everyone else, the anesthesiologist and, and the nurse who walk around the room, say that in the past 20 years, we never heard him yell only one time. And one time, I remember the assistant say that, can you show me how you yell? I say like this, stop it! And they say, that is not yelling. I want people to see my king in me. I want to live a life that people, I want to be good witness to people that my God is a good God because I'm part of the kingdom. I want to live my life worthy of the kingdom of God. People look at me and they would not shake their head and say, oh, bad. He's so prideful. He just speaks negative things. People look at me and say, God is good. That's why Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 to 5 talk about people in the kingdom here. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You should not be the people who talk only negative things, bad things. You should say, thank God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. You should be thankful people, talk about thankfulness. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. You can see here from this scripture, people who belong to the kingdom of God will not worship idol, will not be covetous for the things of the world, will not be gossiping, talking about bad things. We always say, thank you, thank you, thank God. Positive talking. Thank you, my care group leader. Thank you for coming here. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, my husband. Thank you, honey. Not talking negative. We're going to be that kind of people. We will not practice sexual immorality. Get involved in impurity. Galatians chapter 5 19 to 21, talk again about people in the kingdom and people outside the kingdom. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, 
wild parties and other sin like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, if you really have the kingdom in you, your life will show righteousness, love, faith, patience. Yesterday, God spoke to me to this sermon. You know, my kingdom is a kingdom of love. Do you know that? He is love. Do you ask yourself, do you walk in love? If you have the kingdom of God in you, you love people. They're not perfect. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect either. And love will work with faith. Faith without love will not work. Why Jesus could perform so many miracles, healing, cast out demons, I find a secret. It's not just that he has anointing, but because he walked in love. The Bible says, faith works by love. And the Bible says, faith, love, and faith will come with patience. Are you patient with your husband? Are you patient with your, your wife? Patient with your pastor? If people say, I loved you, or I love that man, or I love that person, but you're not patient with that person, you don't have faith that God is going to change that person, maybe that love is a human love, not God's love. When we walk in the kingdom, we always walk in love, walk by faith and patience. We're going to be patient toward one another. The kingdom of God is in us. And when the kingdom of God is in us, we will hate sin and we will love righteousness. The reason I have to preach this, one of the reasons, because I want to make sure all of you will go to heaven with me. Some people may sit in the church for years but never born again. And they never make it to heaven. Truly born again believers will live a righteous life. Because they will repent all the time and allow the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their life. They will obey the commands of the Lord. I want to make sure you all really born again Christians. And the kingdom of God is in you. Amen? Amen. How many people are sure that you're born again? Are you sure? Okay. Your life will show. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. When we look at a person, we can tell he or she has a kingdom of God or not. If you have the kingdom of God in you, you live a lifestyle of goodness or righteousness. You are peaceful and you're full of joy. You smile. You're happy. I want that to happen in New Hope International Church. It's not just about religion. Yeah, I know Jesus. 
I know the Bible. I can teach from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. I know everything in here. I tell you, I don't care how much you know the Bible. I want to see your life, whether you really have the kingdom of God in you or not. Do you have the kingdom of God in you? Did you love people? Do you live righteously? Patient with people. I believe. I tell you right now. Our God is a type of God who look at your heart more than your head knowledge, more than what you do. I'm serious. God look at the heart more than anything else. Do we have the right heart before the Lord? And if you have the right heart, you have joy, you have peace, and you're going to walk righteously. Not only that, we will live a life that the kingdom of God shines toward us: righteousness, goodness, love, joy, peace, all these things. But the Bible also say, "For the kingdom of God," in First Corinthians chapter four, verse twenty, "For the kingdom of God is not in word, but." In power, I taught this lesson on last Wednesday in a discipleship group at church, and they begged me that I should come teach this on this Sunday. They say that this is so good; people need to hear that. And when I mentioned that, one of the sign that the kingdom of God is in you is that you begin to walk with power. One of the brothers in that discipleship group shared a story. I take this chance to share for him. He said that he was in the airport, and suddenly the Holy Spirit gave him the word of knowledge that the man was standing there had back pain, and you need to go and pray for him. And he said, "Oh, this is a devil voice. This is a devil voice. I don't want to go to the stranger and say you have back pain and I pray for you." And the Lord said again, "You go there and tell him you have back pain. I will pray for you," and he did. He walked to that stranger and say, "Do you really have back pain?" Yes. It hurts so much. Can I pray for you? Yes. This is not a pastor. He actually he is running the sound system in our church. He helped me in the uh, studio at my house. He usually in that room to do the sound. He's not even a preacher and pastor. He lay hand on that man, instantly healed. Do you have power? Yes. yes, the kingdom of God is in you. You can lay hand on the sick. Actually, the Lord tell me I'm gonna have one Sunday. I'm gonna randomly call somebody out here and stand out here. I'm talking about believers. God told me not today. Don't have time today. <laughs> And I'm gonna call who is sick. Come out here, and I can ask all those members to lay hand on you and see the healing. Because you have the power. You have the power to have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. I heard all the time our members. Sometimes the problem happened in the company and cannot fix the computer, cannot fix the system, and suddenly God give them wisdom, fix it within five minutes. Done. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge, 
prophecy, signs and wonders, dream and visions. To share the goodness of God and something happened. That is the power to be pray for Benny to get a job. He was looking for a job for a long time before he came to this church. We pray he got a job at T-Mobile. We pray for Farsan, a brand new believer, came from Iran, and he got a job at Microsoft. That is power. The church has power. Thank God. I went to Houston, Texas to do oral exam as a neurosurgeon. You have to pass written exam and oral exam to become American Board of Neurosurgery. I did not have time to study because I pastored the church. The power is in me. You know what happened? <laughs> in the airplane and in the waiting room for the exam, I opened my book and flipped by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't follow my example. I have the excuse because I'm a pastor to do this. Every single question that comes from the three room, the two neurosurgeons, it, two neurosurgeons, two neurosurgeons, ask me questions. Every question comes from those pages that I flip. And I pass the test. I walk out. My boss came and hugged me, Dr. Win. You pass already. I want to let you know. You get American Board of Neurosurgery. Power. We walk with the power because we have the kingdom of God in us. Are you glad? So we have holiness, righteousness, and we have power. But now, in the practical point, that is a foundation, that is just an introduction. Now, the question is, (laughs) my introduction is usually long, 20 minutes. Now, how we going to seek the kingdom of God first? That is a good question. We seek the kingdom of God first by making sure that we don't practice idolatry. The Lord say, don't worship anything that you can produce on earth from heaven under the earth. No other thing is your God. Only Him is your God. Seek the kingdom no idolatry. If you right now, you love money more than God, repent right now. That is idolatry. You are not seeking the kingdom of God first. You need to seek him first. He is your king. You decide to live a life that honor him at the top priority of your life. The top, everyone say top. Priority. We are willing to expand the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about people who expand the kingdom of God so fast. We want to see the kingdom of God expand on this earth. Jesus said that he doesn't want even one person to perish, but come to repentance. He doesn't want anybody on earth to perish. He doesn't want anybody on earth to go to hell. He wants more people to go to heaven and come out from the kingdom of darkness that kill, steal, and to destroy. So after we become a person with the kingdom of God inside us, and this is how I live for the past 38 years, I would do anything to expand the kingdom of God. I would do anything to expand. Even though I lose sleep, I have to face jet lag, I have to, last 
This past Saturday, I, have, I woke up at 6 a.m. to prepare recording in the studio at 7:30 a.m. We record for two hours. We're gonna start to record Mandarin. Now we do Japanese, and we're gonna keep preaching the gospel. We are willing to work hard to expand the kingdom. Let me read this story. I got this on Friday night. Somebody wrote this testimony about New Hope International Church from another country. My name is Sviya. I am 45 years old. I have been a Christian for 28 years, but I never grow spiritually and I could not even give up many bad habits, negative thoughts, and selfishness. I did not understand about the file of the Holy Spirit until year 2017. My mother sent me the YouTube of the teaching from New Hope International Church to me. At the beginning, I did not want to listen, but my mom kept asking me, have you listened yet? So I said, for my mom's sake, I'm going to listen a little bit. The first one that I listened in the YouTube from New Hope is the testimony of Pastor Lau. After I listened, the Holy Spirit touched my heart. And I was thinking, wow, this doctor, he talked very directly, not go around the bush, and very strong. But all of his say is the truth. Therefore, I began to listen to the series called Victorious Living, how to overcome anxiety, how to overcome temptation. I listened to every teaching about victorious life in the YouTube. Because all of my life, I have been defeated. After a while, I asked my husband to listen, and I asked my kids to listen. Now everyone got touched by this teaching from New Hope International Church. Both I and my husband used the biblical principle that Dr. Pastor Lau taught in his YouTube. That is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Work with the Holy Spirit. Since then, I was talking to my supplier, my customers. And within six months, our family totally changed from black to white. I and my husband used to quarrel all the time in our house. Now, we have peace and unity and we talk to each other very well. When we face problems in the family, we sit down and pray together. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us to make decisions for everything in our life. And He always helps us to resolve the problem in our marriage. And we depend on the work of the Holy Spirit in everything, including now we start to witness to the loss. And send your teaching in the YouTube to our friends who did not believe in Jesus. Many of them accepted Jesus Christ and came to church and become Christian. Your teaching in the YouTube encouraged us so much. And not only that, God blessed my husband. He worked in the business called Interior Designer. He used to have work here and there, very rare. Now, work come in all the time, and big projects come in. And not only that, after I listened to the sermon from New Hope, I got healed from asthma. My two sons 
also followed the teaching from New Hope International Church. We always took our family to the revival service when Pastor Lau came to Thailand to receive the fire of God. My son, eight years old, his name is Pinto, suddenly walked to me and said, Mommy, I like to be like Pastor Varun, Pastor Lau. He make money as a doctor, but at the same time, he preached the message to the non-believers to receive Jesus Christ. I feel so sorry for non-believers. This is the word from the eight years old boy. And they are going to hell. Therefore, I want to serve God like Pastor Lau. When I heard that from my eight years old son, I was so blessed. And I decided to give both of my son, eight and six years old, to the Lord, that they will serve the Lord and expand the kingdom of God. I and my family want to say thank to New Hope International Church, to Pastor Da, Pastor Lau, and all the teams in New Hope that your guy changed our life completely. How do we expand the kingdom of God? Can I go on a little bit more? We have lunch today, so you don't need to hurry. I'm going to try to finish the whole sermon. We expand the kingdom of God in two ways. Number one, listen carefully, in yourself. You expand the kingdom of God in yourself. What does it mean? More of God in you. More like Jesus. More faith. More love. More hope. More holiness. More righteousness. We all expand the kingdom of God on the inside of us. That we become more like Jesus Christ. That's why we read the Bible Go to the CCF for Bible study in Mandarin. Join the church. Have mentor. Join the care group. Listen to the sermon in, in the internet. Go to the Bible classes. We have Bible class on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. here. We join the prayer meeting. We come to revival service. We do everything. The Apostle Paul called, work out your salvation. You're growing. You keep moving. You're seeking the kingdom of God first by growing yourself on the inside. You press in to the mighty move of God. You repent every day. You say, God, change me. Show me what's wrong with me. I want to repent. I don't want to be the same. The kingdom of God is expanding in my life. That is seeking the kingdom. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. This scripture, definitely talking about deliverance, casting out demons, but the meaning is this. The meaning is this. Listen carefully. This is my heart. As a pastor to you, I want to get rid of all the junk out of you as much as I can. Demons, bad attitude, wrong idea, wrong mindset, stronghold in your mind, the curse in your life that come from generation to generation. The curse may be sickness. The curse may be wrong thinking. You know, Thai people have a lot of wrong thinking. The word of God come and get rid of wrong thinking. Chinese too, Indonesian too, American too. All of us have some wrong thinking. My job is to get them out and put in the good things in you. 
because the more I get them out from you, and the more I put in the kingdom of God in you, you expand the kingdom on the inside of you. Is it clear? That's what we are doing here every Sunday and every church meeting, and we want to expand the kingdom on the inside of you to become more like Jesus. Seeking the kingdom of God is not just about expanding the kingdom inside you, but also expanding the kingdom outside you. Everywhere you go, I talked to one member here, University of Washington. Student, he said that he took about fifteen or fourteen people out to the street to give food to the poor. I say good to do good deeds to the poor. I'm not against feeding the homeless. Go to the poor. Go to the orphans. Go to Yakima to build house to do all these things. But it's not just about doing good deeds. You must expand the kingdom. You must preach the gospel. You must preach Jesus Christ. You must make sure that people hear the gospel and turn around and repent of their sin. Because if you just do good deeds alone, it will not be enough. You need to talk about Jesus. You need to talk about repentance. People need to hear the gospel. Amen. Yesterday I got the letter. I haven't made decision yet. A Korean American woman sent me a letter from Everett. Interesting. She put the four gospel in the fly, and she said she sent to a lot of homes around America. She spent on her own money five hundred dollars a month just for mailing, and she said now I'm retired. I'm on social security. I don't have that money anymore. Can you and New Hope help some money to send this gospel to every home? And she even put the name of New Hope in the back of her. Fly. I need to call her and sit down with her. I'm interested in preaching the gospel. I cannot do that. She can do that. I can support with money. We all live a life to expand the kingdom of God. Everything we do, every single minute, we want to see people accept Christ, come out from the kingdom of darkness. Matthew 28:18. To 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And the early church disciple obeyed Jesus. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God. We are not preaching Passalau. We are not preaching New Hope. We are not preaching goofy things. We are preaching Jesus, the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Our church needs to preach Jesus. Preach the gospel, not new hope, not Pastor Lao ministry. No, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen? Acts 28, 23, what happened next? And when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained, he talked, and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus. Again, everyone say, kingdom of God. 
Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. From both the law of Moses, he talked to the Jews and the prophets from morning till evening. Wow. The early church disciple preached Jesus, preached the kingdom, not pastor Lao ministry, pastor Paul ministry. No, no, no. Kingdom of God. Verse 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus. Again, I love it. The kingdom and the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. We preach to the rich. We preach to the poor. We preach to the Chinese. I'm glad that we're going to start to produce Mandarin speaking. We use YouTube to reach out to the whole world. That's why that lady wrote to me because of YouTube. We preach in Japanese right now the our Japanese website have 181 sign up. Listen every week to the Japanese teaching. That's okay. As we can do it, we have Japanese members. We preach in Japanese. We preach in Chinese. I preach in Thai. I preach in English. We preach in German. We have a lot in German too. Why? Because I want to do this. Preaching the kingdom and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for giving Thai to this church. Thank you so much for supporting. Thank you for one member here just helped me bought a new camera. Thank you so much for your money, for your giving. Thank you so much for praying for me and Pastor Da. At the end of this sermon, I'd like everyone to stand up and pray for me and Pastor Da. We need your prayer because I'm going to preach the gospel in the church in Zurich this coming Sunday. I'm going to go and preach the gospel. In Zurich, not to Thai people, to the Swiss people with translation from English to German language. So I need your prayer. Amen? Amen. Not everyone can go like me. But you send me. I'm going to Switzerland and Germany not on my name. In the name of Jesus, I am being sent by you. You are involved in preaching the gospel. The blessing that this lady wrote to me is in your account too. Because you are part of this church. Amen? Preaching the gospel and preaching Jesus Christ. Who saved her? Who saved her family? Not me. Jesus. The Lord Jesus saved her. Now, when we preach the gospel, I'm going to come to conclusion soon. Look at Isaiah 6, 9 to 10. And he said, go and tell these people, keep on hearing but do not understand. Keep on seeing but do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes. This is a normal reaction to people when they heard the gospel. They shut their eyes, they don't want to hear. Lest they see with their eyes. See what? See that the member of New Hope are generous, Loving, kind, helping them, help them carry things, smile, happy, positive, not walk around. God is so good. I'm very sick. I don't like my brothers in the church. They're so mean to me. If they see that in you, they will not want Jesus Christ. You need to walk around. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I got a new job. You laugh. You sing song. You're positive. I love my church. 
I love my pastor. Everyone say, really? That good? I like to go with you to go to church. I like to hear the gospel there. They see with their eyes. They hear with their ears. After they hear what happened, then understand with their heart. Start from what? Seeing your life. Hearing the gospel from you. Hearing about Jesus from you. And then they understand with their heart. And return to the kingdom of God. And be healed. This is how we live a life. Seeking the kingdom of God. I will do everything for all the doctors, patients, and nurses in the hospital to see that I am a godly doctor. And I have Jesus in me. That's how I seek the kingdom. I want Jesus to be glorified. Luke chapter 18, two more scripture, and I will give you some practical point. Luke chapter 18, 29 to 30, he said to them, actually I say to you, there's no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. Again, today we talk about the kingdom of God all the time who shall not receive many times more in the present time and in the age to come eternal life. What does it mean in this scripture? When you seek the kingdom, sometimes you have to give up something. I gave up. Most of my medical doctor's friends, they live in the waterfront and they have a nice boat. Most of them. Very. I went to visit my friend who a doctor. They all either Mercer Island or waterfront people. And they all have boats because they are well-to-do. Pastor Da and I say, we're not going to buy a waterfront house because I'd rather spend money for the gospel. I don't want to pay too much tax on my house. I'd rather use that money to fly to overseas, to give to the church to support the poor, to do the great work for God. Somebody come to me a year ago, a house down on Renton area, completely waterfront with the dock that you can buy a boat. My kids came to me, I tell you the truth. Daddy, I think you deserve to live on the waterfront and you should buy a boat so that in summer we can enjoy. We can, not me, we can <laughs> enjoy. We went to see that house two times. We came back home. I and Pastor Da look at each other's face and say, no. Number one member cannot visit me easily. I want to be in the area that I can build the kingdom. Two, if I buy the boat and I buy that house, I'm going to have mortgage again. I'm going to have to take care of the boat. I will not have time for the church. Forget about boat. Forget about waterfront. No, I seek the kingdom of God first. The house I'm going to buy is for the kingdom. The time I'm going to spend, the money I'm going to use, all for the kingdom of God. Yes, God still give me comfortable life, have a nice house to live in, have a nice car to drive, but again, I don't live overboard. I don't want debt. I want to pay off debt as soon as possible. I want to be free from debt so that I can serve the kingdom of God. Now you see my lifestyle. 
I preach this for my life. Ephesians 3.10 The intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principality and powers in the heavenly places. The practical point. There is a theologian who wrote a scale called Engel Scale. The Engel Scale say this way, if this is new birth, is zero. And minus one means understandable repentance and faith in Jesus. Minus two, decision to act on knowing more Christ. Minus three, recognition of personal sin. Minus four, positive attitude toward the gospel. Minus five, grab some idea about the gospel. Minus six, awareness of fundamentals of the gospel. Minus seven, initial awareness of the gospel. Like me, when the American missionary told me about Jesus, the first time I heard about Jesus, I become aware of Jesus Christ. Minus eight, awareness of supreme being that there might be God. Plus one, I become a believer now. Plus two, join the local church. Plus three, start to have conceptual behavioral growth in Christianity. Plus four, communion with God. Start to have relationship with God. Plus five, stewardship. Start to serve the Lord. If this is zero, if this is minus ten, minus nine, minus eight, minus, minus, minus zero, plus one, plus two, plus three, plus ten mean to become, this is Dr. Lau scale. I just follow Engel scale. Plus 10 mean become like Jesus. Minus 10 mean someone like me who put my fist up to God and say, I don't believe in the God of American people. I'm a Buddhist person. I don't care about church. I'm serious. When I was a young boy, like this to church, I was mine, totally minus 10. I cursed God. When we seek the kingdom, number one, we grow up to become more like God. We grow up. And as we grow up, listen carefully, we can help the minus 10 and move him up to minus 9. Minus 8, move little by little until the person accepts Jesus Christ. That's part called evangelism. After a person accepts Christ, you move people seeking the kingdom. You grow and help them to grow. You help people in the church who join the church to move from plus one to plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five to plus ten. We all do this. Everywhere we go, our eyes is on the kingdom. Oh, my customer. I'm going to show Christ to this customer. And at least I can move him from just seeing my life from minus 10 to minus 9. See him the second time, I'm going to move him to my, from minus 9 to minus 8. Living for the kingdom. And keep doing that until he reaches zero and accept Christ. And after he accepts Christ, invite him or her to come to church. Join the church. Now get into the second part. First part called evangelism. Second part called 
discipleship. All these things, minus 10 to plus 10. God, I read a while ago, Ephesians 3.10. God uses his church to do this job. We all are involved in the kingdom to move the non-believers from minus, minus, up, 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 to zero, plus, 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 plus. I tell you right now, every activity we do in this church is all about this. I tell you right now. We produce YouTube. We have woman breakfast. We have care group. We have lunch today. The lunch today is not about food. Thank you for food. Thank God for food. But it's about moving. You sit together. You talk to somebody more mature than you. You know, sometimes I sit with you and you talk to my... I'm so encouraged. Last week or so, I invite a few people to my house. I listen to all of them. They move me. They move me to love God more. The way they share with me. I was so encouraged. We all move each other in the kingdom to more and more to... More plus. And if we invite non-believers, we move them to from minus to less and less minus by our good deeds, our prayer, and by our sharing the gospel, Jesus Christ, and the message of repentance. Don't dilute the gospel. Please. Amen? And that's how I do with my children. I move my children little by little until they be- become committed. It's about the kingdom of God. Last thing I want to say. All this process, God is doing. God co-labor with us. We do our part, but he helps us at the same time. In evangelism and in discipleship. What God helps us not only anoint us, the thing that speed people out from minus 10 to minus 4 quickly or minus 4 to 0 quickly is signs and wonders. If you have signs and wonders, people move faster. That's why I believe in signs and wonders. People, like when Brother Imad, her, his wife prayed for him. He came from another religion. He was stubborn. He didn't want to come to church for a long time. Do you agree with me? Oh, yeah, he said. He didn't come. His wife prayed for him. I pray for him. I think about him a lot. And you know, God performed signs and wonder. God came into his dream. That is signs and wonder. The man who has no interest in Christianity and come from another religion, he dreamed that Jesus show up and he's, he saw the door of heaven in his dream. And God said, come here. He, he, he kind of feel that I want to go to heaven. So he run and run and run to that door in that dream. But after many days, he never got to the door. Still stand the same place. And eventually in his dream, he knelt down and said, Jesus, if you're real God, that you are the way, the truth, and the life to me. Show me. After he knelt down and opened his eyes, he saw Jesus stand in front of him and the door in front of him. Right there, he got to the door. After that, he accepted Jesus Christ. 
signs and wonder. We need to pray more for Muslim to encounter Jesus. Amen. And in this discipleship part, what speed people up? Speed people up from plus one to plus two to plus ten. The fire of God revival. Revival move people faster. Instead of spending ten years to disciple somebody again and again, just the Holy Spirit just hit. Big plastic surgery. By the, by the file of God. People change faster. That's why our church welcomes signs and wonders. We preach the gospel and we welcome the file of God because we want to expand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now you understand the whole thing? This is unusual message. But I have to say, because I think this is a really foundation of how to live a Christian life on this earth. The kingdom of God. How many people want to be a part of that? How many, okay, how many people say, I want to expand the kingdom inside me? I want to grow more. Why did why Jesus say, go make disciples? You know why? Let me make a last sentence. Why Jesus say, go and make disciples? Because if the members of the church are weak and immature all the time, you cannot preach the gospel out there. You need to be strong to preach the gospel. So the church has a job to make disciples and then you go out into the lost world and preach the gospel and lay hand and perform signs and wonders. Why? I want you to have more anointing because I want you to go out and lay hand on the sick. On Sunday, I lay hand by myself because I, I try to make sure that nothing messy in this church. But you can lay hand, not only me. All of you can lay hand on the sick. All of you can perform signs and wonders, not just pass aloud. Amen? How many people say, I want to expand the kingdom outside my life? More people saved. More souls saved. More churches planted. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you so much for asking me to lay down this basic Christianity, the foundation of how to live a life for God, for the kingdom of God. Oh Lord, let the word that I preach today become a lifestyle of your people in this house. Day and night, every decision they make, how they spend money, how they spend their time, energy, how they talk, how they walk, how they relate to other people, is all about seeking the kingdom of God first. And Father, we believe as we seek your kingdom, you shall meet all of our needs to have the surplus, to have more than enough to do good works. That people can see the good things that you gave to us, through us, and the ears shall be open to hear the good news and the name of Jesus. And their heart will understand and they will be healed and born again. Help us, Father, to expand the kingdom. 
even the most difficult case, the minus 10, we all will not give up on them. We will show goodness and love to even the hard case to move them a little bit to minus 9. A Lord, we will not give up to anybody, but we will pray and believe that we will be used by you to expand the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Use us, anoint us. Give us signs and wonders. Give us the fire to help young believers to grow. Signs and wonders will go with us everywhere, like we say in the full gospel. You confirm the gospel, the good news, with signs and wonders. All of us in this room can lay hand on the sick, can command devil to leave, can speak with authority. Whatever they bind on earth shall be bowed in heaven. Whatever they lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. They shall go with authority of Jesus Christ to preach the gospel. And more souls shall be saved. More people will be set free and move to the next level. Use all of us, Father. Use the new generation. Use our young people. Use, Lord, all the young people in this house to preach the gospel, to live for the kingdom of God. Use us, every one of us, at every age. Even though we may turn 70, 80, but we still expand the kingdom of God using the gift that you gave to us, the money you gave to us, the house that you gave to us, the cars, the ability, the connection, the opportunities to expand the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Do you learn something today? Is it good for you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so friends.